Okay. Hello, dear friends. Kuku evening. Such a beautiful, beautiful evening. Let's keep on reading. So, the the velveteen rabbit. This is the velveteen rabbit. The velveteen rabbit uh, was in the garden, and uh, he found real rabbit. And the real rabbits asked him, "Why don't you join us to move?" The velveteen rabbit said, "I am not in the mood to play with you because." Uh, Yeah, I'm not in the mood. But the truth is that he didn't have his clock work. He was, uh, he was, uh, um, he was just a toy. And the other rabbits were real rabbits. Okay, let's keep on. Oh, said the furry rabbit, it's a e- it's as easy as anything. And he gave a big hop sideways and stood on his hind legs. I don't believe you can. He said, "I can," said the little rabbit. "I can jump higher than anything." He meant when the boy threw him. He meant when the boy threw him. It's not himself jumping,、mm. but of course, he didn't want to say so. Can you hop on your hind legs? Asked the furry rabbit, <coughs> the real rabbit, the furry rabbit. That was a dreadful question, <coughs> for the velveteen rabbit had no hind legs at all. The back of him. Was made all in one piece, like a, a pin cushion. He sat still in the bracken and hoped that the other rabbits wouldn't notice. I don't want to, he said again. But the wild rabbit have very sharp eyes, and this one. Stretched out his neck and looked. He hasn't got any hind legs. He called out, "Fancy a rabbit without any hind legs!" And he began to laugh. "I have," cried the little rabbit. "I have got, I have got hind legs. I am sitting on them." Then stretch them out and show me like this," said Wild Rabbit, and he began to whirl around and dance till the little rabbit got quite dizzy. "I don't like dancing," he said. "I'd rather sit still." But all the while he was longing to dance, for a funny new. Tricky feeling runs through him, and he felt he would give anything in the world to be able to jump, to jump about like these rabbits did. He wanted to jump. He wanted to dance. He wanted to do something. The strange rabbit stopped dancing. And came quiet, 
and came quite close. He came so close this time that his long whisker brushed the velveteen rabbit's ear. And then he wrinkled his nose suddenly and flattened his ear and jumped backward. He doesn't smell right, he exclaimed. He isn't a rabbit at all. He isn't real. I am real, said the little rabbit. I am real. The boy said so, and he nearly began to cry. Just then, there was a sound of footsteps, and the boy ran past near them, and with a stamp of feet and a flash of white tail, the two strange rabbits disappeared. Come back and play with me, called the little rabbit. Oh, do come back. I know I am real. But there was no answer. Only the little ants run to and fro, and the bracken swayed gently. When the two strangers had passed, the velveteen rabbit was all alone. Oh dear, he thought. Why did they run away like that? Why couldn't they stop and talk to me? For a long time he lay very still, watching the bracken and hoping that they would come back. But they never returned. And presently the sun sank lower and the little white mouse fluttered out and the boy came and carried him home. Weeks passed, and the little rabbit grew very old and shabby, but the boy loved him just as much. He loved him so hard that he loved all his whiskers off, and the pink lining of his ears turned grey and his brown spots faded. He even began to lose his shape, and he scarcely looked like a rabbit anymore, except to the boy. To him, he was always beautiful, and that was all that the little rabbit cared about. He didn't mind how he looked to other people because the nursery magic had made him real. And when you are real, shabbiness doesn't matter.
And when you are real, shabbiness doesn't matter. And then one day, the boy was ill. His face grew very flushed, and he talked in his sleep, and his little body was so hot that it burned the rabbit. When he held him close, strange people came and went in the nursery, and a light burned, and a light burned all night. And through it all, the little velveteen rabbit lay there, hidden from sight, under the bedclothes, and he never stirred, for he was afraid that if they found him, someone might take him away, and he knew that the boy needed him. Or the little boy hided, or the little rabbit hided. It was a, a long, weary time, for the boy was too ill to play, and the little rabbit found it rather dull, with nothing to do all day long. But he snuggled down patiently. And looked forward to the time when the boy should be well again, and they would go out in the garden, amongst the flowers and the butterflies, and play splendid games in the raspberry thicket, like they used to. All sorts of. Delightful things, he planned, and while the boy lay half asleep, he crept up close to the pillow and whispered them in his ear. And presently, the fever turned, and the boy got better. He was able to sit up in bed and look. At picture books, while the little rabbit cuddled close at his side, and one day they let him get up and dress. <clears throat> It was a bright, sunny morning, and the window stood wide. Open. They had carried the boy out. Onto they had carried the boy out, onto the balcony, wrapped in a shawl, and the little rabbit lay tangled up among the bedclothes, thinking. The boy was going to. The boy was going to the seaside tomorrow. Everything was arranged, and now it only remained to carry out the doctor's order. They talked about it all, while the little rabbit lay under the bedclothes, 
with just his head peeping out, and listened. The room was to be disinfected, and all the books and toys that the boy had played with in bed must be burned. All the books, toys. That the boy has played must be burned. Hooray! Saw the little boy. Tomorrow we shall go to the seaside, for the boy had often talked of the seaside, and he wanted very much to see the big waves coming in, and the tiny crabs, and the sand castles. Just then, Nana caught sight of him. How about this little bunny? How about his old bunny? How about his old bunny? How about his old bunny? She asked. That, said the doctor. Why? It's a mass of scarlet fever germs. It's a mass of scarlet fever germs. Burn it at once. What nonsense! Get him a new one. He mustn't have that any more. Scarlet fever, 猩红热 Oh my! And so the little rabbit was put into a sack. With the old picture books, and a lot of rubbish, and carried out to the end of the garden behind the behind the fall house. It was a fine place to make a bonfire. Only the gardener was too busy just then to attend it. He had the potatoes to dig, and the green peas. Together, but、uh, next morning he promised to come quite early and burn the whole lot. The night, the boy slept in a different bedroom, and he had a new bunny to sleep with him. He had a new bunny to sleep with him, with him. It was a splendid bunny, all white plush, with real glass eyes. But the boy wasn't. But the boy was too excited to care very much about it, for tomorrow he was going to the seaside, and that in itself was such a wonderful thing that he could think of. Nothing else. <gasps> the old bunny was crying, and while the boy was asleep, dreaming of the seaside, the little rabbit lay among the old picture books in the corner behind the fall house, and he felt very lonely. The sack, the sack, had been left untied, 
and so by wriggling a bit, he was able to get his head through the opening and look out. He was shivering a little, for he had always been used to sleeping in a proper bed, and by this time his cold had worn so thin and threadbare from hugging that it was no longer any protection to him. Nearby, he could see the thicket of raspberry cane growing tall and close like a tropical jungle in whose shadow he had played with the boy on bygone mornings. In whose shadow he had played with the boy on bygone mornings, he thought of those long sunlit hours in the garden, how happy they were, and a great sadness came over him. He seemed to see them all pass before him, each more beautiful than the other. The fairy huts in the flower bed, the quiet evening in the wood when he lay in the bracken, and the little ants run over his paws, the wonderful days, the wonderful day when he first knew he was real. That wondered, that wonderful day when he first knew that he was real. He thought of the skin horse, so wise and gentle, and all that he had told him, of what used of what use was it to be loved and lost one's beauty and become real if it all ended like this? And a tear, a real tear, trickled down his little shabby velvet nose and fell to the ground. And then a strange thing happened, for where the tear had fallen, a flower grew out of the ground. The tear dropped, a flower grew out, grew out of the ground, a mysterious flower, not at all like any that grew in the garden. It had slender green leaves, the color of 
emerald, emerald, the color of emeralds. And in the center of the flower, and in the center of the leaves, a blossom, like a golden cup. It was so beautiful that the little rabbit forgot to cry, and just lay there watching it. And presently, the blossom opened, and out of it, there stepped a fairy. She was quite the loveliest fairy in the whole world. Her dress was so, her dress was of pearl and dewdrop, and there were flowers around her neck, in her hair, and in her hair, and her face was like the most perfect flower of all. And she came close to the little rabbit, and gathered him up in her arm, and kissed him on his velvety nose, that was all damp from crying. Little rabbit, she said, "Don't you know who I am?" The rabbit looked up at her, and it seemed to him that he had. Seen her, that he had seen her face before, but he could not think where. Couldn't think where. I am the nursery magic fairy, she said. I take care of all the playthings that the children have loved when they are old. And worn out, and the children don't need them any more. Then I came. Then I come and take them away with me, and turn them into real. Wasn't I real before? Asked the little rabbit. You were real to the boy, the fairy said, because he loved you. Now, you shall be real to everyone. And she held the little rabbit close to her arms, and flew with him into the wood. It was light now, for the moon had risen. Has had risen. All the forest was beautiful, and the fronds of the bracken shone like frosted silver. On the open glade between the tree trunk, the wild rabbit danced with their shadows on the velvety on the velvet grass. But when they saw the fairy, they all stopped dancing, and stood around, and stood round, 
in a ring to stare at her. I've brought you a new playfellow, the fairy said. You must be very kind to him and teach him all he needs to know in Rabbit Land, for he's going to live with you forever and ever. And she kissed the little rabbit again and put him down on the grass. Run and play, little rabbit, she said. He became real, but the little rabbit sat quite, quite still for a moment and never moved. For when he saw all the wild rabbit dancing around him, he suddenly remembered about his hind leg, and he didn't want them to see that he was made all in one piece. He did not know. That when the fairy kissed him that last time, she had changed him altogether, and he might have sat there a long time, too shy to move, if just then something hadn't tickled his nose, and before he thought what he was doing, he lifted his hind toe. To scratch it, and he found that he actually had hind legs instead of dingy velveteen. He he had brown fur, soft and shiny. His ears twitched, twitched. By themselves, and his whiskers were so long, they that they brushed the grass. He gave one leap, and the joy of using those hind legs was so great that he went springing about the turf. That he went springing about the turf, on them. Jumping sideways and whirling around, as the others did, and he grew so excited that when at last he did stop to look at the fairy, she had gone. He was a real rabbit at last, at home with the other rabbits. Autumn, past, and winter. And in the spring, when the days grew warm and sunny, the boy went out to play in the wood behind the hall, behind the house. And while he was playing, two rabbits crept out from the bracken and peeped at him. One of them was brown all over, but the other had strange markings under his fur. 
as though long ago he had been spotted, and the spots still shone, still showed through, and about his little soft nose and his round black eyes, there was something familiar. So that the boy thought to himself, "Why, he looks." Just like my old bunny, that was lost when I had scarlet fever. But he never knew that it really was his own bunny. Came back to look at the child who had first helped him to be real. How beautiful this book! A note about the story. The Velveteen Rabbit, first published in 1922, was dedicated to Marjorie, William's husband, Francesco Bianco, and illustrated. By William Nicholson, it was since been illustrated by a variety of artists, performed, recorded, and quoted at weddings. The theme of loss can be traced to the death of the author's father when she was only seven years old. Not only did he read many books, read many books aloud to his daughter in their London home, but he described characters and events that opened up her imagination to a wider world, and inspired her to become a writer. When asked about The sober quality of the velveteen rabbit, through the ups and downs of life, Marjorie William remarked that suffering and perseverance through the ups and downs of life are what led to a greater, more compassionate. Humanity. The Velveteen Rabbit has sold more than one million copies worldwide. Oh, this is so beautiful! I am so proud to be shabby and old because I become. Real. Once you become real, you are no longer ugly.